is taut. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed, and a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to Tinfoil Hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Are you ready to get your mind blown? Revolution will be podcasted. Yes, it will. It will. How are how are you, everybody? Welcome to a uh, a, a sad day in comedy, and we're gonna get into it. Uh, uh, we're gonna have a real discussion about the travesty that just happened here in comedy. Okay, and how how we are yet again. Allowing the elites to act like they're oppressed and control us so the hacks can uh, get work. Keep marginalizing talent, everybody. And you know what's going to happen? The same things happen to music. No one gives a fuck. Keep doing it, network television. Nobody gives a fuck. But before we talk about that, uh, we got some shows coming up, dog. This week, tomorrow night, we are in Austin. We are at the Stateside in Austin, Texas. We're at Stateside at the Paramount Theater. Myself, Eddie Bravo, uh, XG in the place to be, and the, the one, the only, uh, Reed Becker. We will be live. We'll be live there. Come grab your tickets. We got some T-shirts. Wait till you see the T-shirts. They look like that. They are murder. Okay? Go grab your tickets now because we're going to rock out. Okay? Then we're at the New York City. We're at the Gramercy Theater. We will be Gramercy, tinfoil hat, ready to rock. Eddie, XG, myself, Laura Petrie, Lauren Petrie from the Electric Kool-Aid Podcast. We'll be live there, and I think we're going to go hard in the paint on that one. And I'm thinking about having an after party at the, uh, uh, I'm thinking about putting together an after party at the Creek in the Cave. I might talk to them about that. We'll see. I don't know. I'd like to do that. I'd like to have a meet and greet right after. Ah, uh, what else? What else do we got, dude? T-shirts. The Patreon shirts. The Patreon's on fire. Go to tinfallhat.com backslash Patreon. Uh, go backslash. Okay, let me start over. I'm very frazzled right now, and I'm very, uh, I'm, uh, I'm in a bad mood because of all this shit that went down. So let me start over. The Patreon.com backslash tinfallhat. I put almost three hours of, uh, uh, of, content there a week sometimes i do two sometimes i do three depends on how i'm how frisky i'm feeling okay but you get content you get uh, no holds barred content okay and then you got the podcast podcast t-shirt thing channel go to tinfallhattshirts.com and uh that's a great way to support the show every show we do i make a new t-shirt for it and then we put it up on the page and you can buy right there they're only 20 bucks so you know, snag them because we're rocking. Hey, click on the really green one. What is that one? What's that one? 
What is that? Oh. The revolution will be podcasted. I like that. A little army fatigue, like a champion, dude. You know what I'm saying, dude? Does anyone know what I'm talking about? I mean, I know what I'm talking about. Today, I'm talking about what I love the most, and that is boner pills. That's right, dude. <laughs> do you do you love Blue Chew? Because I know I do. I like the Blue Chew. I like the. I love boner pills so much. I just like to take them just to feel alive. Just get that Ginsu sword down there rocking. Don't know if action's going to happen, but I'm always ready. I like blue, too. Sometimes I like to smash it up and snort it. Makes me feel like I'm, I'm, a, 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 I'm a champion and a freedom fighter, okay? Uh, explore blue, too. Uh, love blue, too. It's really simple. Uh, I, I take them all the time. If you like sex, you'll love bluechew.com. Blue, too offers men a performance enhancement for the bedroom. Would you like to last longer? Go a couple extra rounds. Dude, I used to rock such hard boners. I'd have girlfriends having sex with me while I sleep. I miss those days. So maybe for my lady, I'll go to bed, pop a blue chew. for me. What the hell just happened there? Dude, why are you, why are you lizard people in me right now? <laughs> Look at these guys right here. These guys are all the dudes who love the bangs and blue chew. Look at that. It looks like everybody who's in a boy band. Then joined Nickelback. Then found Christ. Doesn't that what it looks like right there? I love Blue Chew, dude. Uh, Blue Chew. You can get your first Blue Chew with the same active ingredients as Viagra and Sias. Chewables can work twice as fast as pills. Uh, the chewables from Blue Chew are taken on a full stomach. Online pharma- physicians consult is free. Uh, so go to Blue Chew. Uh, it's cheaper than those other two Viagras. And it's much safer than those gas station rhino pills. Oh, those are horrible. Who knows what's in there? <laughs> Who knows what's in there? This is class. That is ass, okay? This is class. Blue Chew is class. It's very simple. Visit BlueChew.com. Get your first shipment free when you use the promo code TINFOIL. Just pay $5 shippings after that. BlueChew.com. B-L-U-E-Chew.com. B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Not dash. It's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Use the promo code TINFOIL and rock out. And, uh, yeah, that's great. And then, dude, we'll make a little bet. So are you betting, man? Yeah. Yeah, go to BetDSI, BetDSI.com. Use the promo code HAT100, and they will uh, match any deposit you make on that up to $500. Now, you put 350 in there, you have another 350 you got $700 to bet with, okay? you got to bet a certain amount to get your money out. That's called good business, all right? Everything's rocking on boxing, UFC, NFL. You name it, it is perfect. They even you can even pay with Bitcoin. You get any Bitcoin? Mm-hmm. I'm all about that action, dog. I love Bitcoin, <laughs> dude. Dude, there's stri- there's strip bars that take Bitcoin now. You know that? Yeah. Now you got this fucking website taking Bitcoin too. I keep trying to work on conspiracy bets, but nobody wants to work with me on it. Bet the aside, UFC, NFL's on fire. The Raiders are crushing it. They're one and one. We're <laughs> crushing it, okay? You can make bets on that. I bet you can bet in WNBA if you want to. If you want to. You can bet on professional wrestling. You can WWE. bet on WWE. Yeah. God bless. What a great time to be alive. Weed's free. You got blue chew. You can make bets on how many times you bang your girl, right? Just go to <laughs> bettheaside.com. Use the promo code HAT100. And they will match it. Let's make some bets, dude. UFC is heating up. Do we got anything else? I think we're good, dude. We're good. This was quick. Oh, yeah. And then uh, Tuesday is 
the uh, next comedy chaos with our good friends from uh, Absolute Extract. Go to absoluteextract.com. Use the promo code uh, chaos and you get 20% off your flour, your vape pens. You name it, dude. They got they got everything there. I think they got anal bleaching. Okay, the best dude. Chicks love to drink and smoke some weed and get weird, and they even have stuff for their for JJ. Okay, everything. Let's say your pinkies hurt. They got weed for that. These guys are like the Reebok. Of uh, these guys are the Porsches of weed. They're the best, and they're giving you twenty percent off, man. Just go there, use the promo code Chaos, and you get 20 percent off that. Fucking action. Love it. Love it. Love it. Man, not, what a great time to be alive. Anyways, <laughs> except for if you're a comic. Blue Chew, Betton, Weed. How long till they legalize Coke? Because I would love to have that as a sponsor. Nobody's with me on that one? Okay. Join me <laughs> in studio. He's got a wonderful podcast. He's a good friend of mine. I call him up all the time, and we just scream at each other about <laughs> what's going on in the world. And I thought, what a better guy to have on to talk about this sad day in comedy. Please welcome Josh Denny. How what's are up, you, man? Josh? Good. Josh, you have any dates coming up you'd like to tell anyone about? Uh, no, actually, I'm working on new stuff right now, so... As soon as I as soon as I get this new chunk done, uh, I got a, a project I'm working on for it. And, and uh, tell us about your your, your uh, podcast. Uh, I have a podcast called The Implications of Josh Denny. It's uh, it, we it's a little bit like a conspiracy podcast in the sense that uh, we talk about the problems, but then we really just riff the worst possible solutions for them. So it's more or less like you're like an antihero. Yeah, in a way, and it's and the fun of it to me is that sometimes. Uh, sometimes we actually accidentally stumble on good solutions <laughs> by messing around and not taking anything seriously. So, you know, I actually uh, – it's so funny. <coughs> we we did an episode about the homeless and we talked about cannibalism as a solution. <laughs> and then uh, obviously we're kidding. And then like Sweden put a story out. Basically, like I say, Sweden, like they just publish their own news. There's, well, the country has one newspaper, but there was a, an article that came out of Sweden that was like, maybe, maybe a good way to thin the population would be cannibalism. And it's just like you can't make this shit up. Like you just and I, they warn you of it. They're going to try to normalize pedophilia and cannibalism, and then they do it. And yeah, you're and then like, you're just like, yeah, oh, yeah, wow. It's, it, How about you first? That's, How about you jump on the, yeah, the shish exactly. kebab? Also, where would you? What would you start with if you started eating people? What? Who? Where would you go first? Oh, I mean, like going babies. What are you doing? Oh yeah, I yeah. Mean, that's what they always do. The tender no, meat. I right? don't know, dude. I mean, they probably go oh. Chinese, dude. You think so? Oh yeah, dude. The, all the all the who do you think is the most tender of the people? Chinese. <laughs> that's a great question. Chinese. Chinese? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Tender. Yeah. Ten, no, if I had to go Asian, I'd go Thai. You think so? They're thicker. You ever see Thai chicks' asses? They're yeah, thicker. it's nice. You know, I go Korea. I think. I mean, Latin Americans are in. It's like basically it's anybody. Poor. <laughs> I you were about to say. Oh, you know, Latin America is a very interesting, you know, human region of cuisine. Well, I'm trying to think about where they like. Yeah. Where are they doing all the body harvesting? You've you've heard me do a bit about that, right? Like, no, it's it's only when you look at the stuff because I used to host a show on Food Network, and you look at some of the travel shows where they're like, "What what can we pretend can be food?" It's almost like they have these shows like uh, Andrew Zimmern's show where he what's it called bizarre food or bizarre eats or whatever, mm-hmm. 
And he basically travels the country doing or travels the world doing like fear factor stuff where he's like, I'll eat half of an alive bird because they love it in Thailand. It's like, no, I'm never I will never do that. Super gross. But I've I wonder how long What is the purpose like you had a food network show. What yeah. is what is when you get on that you hope to what? To eat for free everywhere you go? Yeah, uh, I mean, are you asking me what like I? Bang? No, I mean, for me, it was like, yeah, I, I could eat food everywhere. That was great, like being paid to eat is essentially what it is. But that is a fat man's dream. It is a fat man's <laughs> dream. It's like you know, there's two things that you could pay me to do that make me super happy. One is comedy. The other is eat food and talk about. Yeah, it. you know, how old are you? Thirty six. Okay, so yeah, you've hit the uh, thing where it's like. You didn't list sex. You're like, pay you for <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. Sex is like 14th on the list. It's, it's not even on my list. Yeah, uh, like napping sex. is literally higher than sex. I agree. Yeah, people are like, what? <laughs> when you're like 20, so you're when like, does that happen? Wouldn't, be a porn st- wouldn't be a porn star be awesome? And like now at 36, if somebody's like, you want to do a porno? I'm like, I'll do the sound. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, sound. I'll hold the camera. I'll, I'll do craft services. I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to. Bang a per like you want me to work? I'd rather do light landscaping. I and dude, you got fuck the right on camera. Body build for that? Yeah, like, I don't even dude, know if I'd get pounded. I got either. six inches of fury, and like <laughs> camera does not add ten pounds to six inches. Yeah, it makes it look like it's not six inches. I'm, I'm at that age and that physical fitness uh, <laughs> level where I couldn't like I couldn't deal with the embarrassment of a passionate affair right now. Like if a girl in Hollywood. Like, imagine a chick who I've always fantasized about in Hollywood was like, I will fuck you behind your girlfriend's back. I'd be like, I can't, I can't handle the pressure of such an event. Like, I, I'm, you want me to ruin my relationship and disappoint you in the process? Like, that's why they say don't meet your heroes. You know oh, what I for mean? sure. Yeah, I'll just stay at home jerking off to you. Have you ever dated I also chick? don't want to meet your awful personality in oh, real yeah. life. Oh, yeah. They did. <laughs> The looks fade, and then you're stuck with that person. Oh my god, it's all—it's the worst, uh, dude. Uh, yeah, have you ever had sex with a chick who's like, nope, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just want to—I like, gotta let you know. For the last five years, I've been a lesbian. I dated a chick like that. This smoke show of a woman. Yeah, and we hooked up in Vegas, and she was like, "I just have to let you know that I've only been dating women for the last five years, so you're the first guy i've hooked up and like that immediately you become the jackie robinson of dick yeah. where like you have to represent your people yeah or else nobody gets a shot at this again yeah she's going back to the the women's league yeah, back to softball games <laughs> yeah right she's going back to the rockford peaches you're throwing everything you fucking ever <laughs> learned in your life yeah that's oh, crazy well speaking of sadness um <laughs> <laughs> Today was a very sad day in comedy. Uh, a gentleman named Shane Gillis got dropped uh, by Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live has decided that they can't stand the controversy. I'm really shocked, too, because I thought this was just done for press. I uh, thought this was press. Saturday Night Live does this stuff, but now I realize their whole theory is either, you know, either way they win because if, if they, if, they don't get rid of them. Everyone's going to tune in to see how the fucking first episode goes. If they get rid of them, then they get brownie points for getting rid of the bad guy. Yeah. They did the same thing with Melissa V. Senior, and they did the same thing with Leslie Jones right before they announced that she was part of the all-female Ghostbusters. Right. Like, this is tactical shit by Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, they're at the at, at, if you go deeper and deeper and deeper in everything, Saturday Night Live is behind this. 
Yeah, I mean, the the Melissa Villasenor thing, I think, sticks out really strongly because basically the exact same thing happened. And this is the one thing that drives me nuts about what people say is – and and NBC played into this fallacy. People go, oh, they just didn't do any homework on this guy or they didn't vet – they don't vet their cast members enough. Let me tell you something. I had a show on cable and – no, I'm saying I had a no. I'm being insulting to it. I had a fucking thirty minute food show on cable. There was a background check done on me that was like a phone book thick before yeah. they ever even offered me what's called a futures contract, which says if this new show gets picked up, here are the terms of your contract for the first five years or whatever. Before you sign any deal with a network to do a show, that's the thing. So, do you think? That NBC and a show like SNL that's been on the air for 50 years now is that they don't have any – they don't have legal looking into people before they announce cast members. They don't announce before the deal is done generally. So if a deal is done, that means the background check has been done and they went all good on on the home front. Or did they go? They went all good. Melissa Villasenor is very interesting because – she deleted the, all these tweets. Well, you and know? the question you run into there is like, who's doing that? Is that the PR for SNL who's going and deleting the tweets? Or is I'm it, or you what is it her? Happened. Or is it her, her team PR doing that? Her agent probably got told by SNL, yes. hey, if she's got any weird tweets, get rid of them. And right. then they wait and watch. Yeah. With Melissa, she deleted 3,000 tweets. Yeah, it got destroyed. So within minutes of her being called... Being told, hey, you got Saturday Night Live, and it's announced, boom, this story's already out. Right. It was amazing how quick it happened. It was like this one. It was like literally she got announced, and the next day it was like. Oh, she future SNL cast uh, uh, eliminates six three thousand tweets, and they're all like, "I'm going on a date with a black guy. I'm nervous." Hey, she went on a date, and I guarantee you. Not that she fucks around. She's probably bang black guys. Yeah. And my opinion is if you bang a black guy as a chick, it's hard to be racist. Now, guys can bang chicks and be total racist. You think there so? Was a, oh, dude. Our grand wizards would go balls deep in Beyonce. <laughs> they wouldn't even they look around. And, and, still, no. and still hate her? Still hate her. Oh, wow. Still hate her. Be like, oh, you got to. Oh. Another face. Ah. You do what you're not supposed you to. Can, you mean to tell me you can fuck someone you don't care for? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, forever. so Leslie Jones. Yeah. Now Leslie Jones. I won't fuck her. No matter how much money you throw on this table. She might not fuck you either. You I, don't know. I bet she won't. Uh, yeah. So you, <laughs> but she might. It's like a weird no. Mexican standoff where no nothing gets done. Yeah. It's like I won't fuck you. I won't fuck you. I love Leslie Jones. She yeah. used to ask me to bang her all the time. Really? Yeah, all the time. You should I, get in there. <laughs> maybe. You never know. She's she is she like six three? Yeah. I love Leslie Jones. Yeah. And, you know, I love her to death. Anyways, you know, I'm just thinking. You were talking earlier about what you got, what you're bringing to the table, and I'm like, she's six three. Yeah, you, yeah, but you know what? Dude, you might need I some think the bigger the that. chick, the tighter vagina. But that's a different story. Okay, okay? <laughs> that's a different podcast. The point is this: so Leslie Jones has this bit, and it's about uh, first draft uh, slavery for draft. You know, and who dra- who's drafting and how she would be a first-round pick. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that bit. Right, She's right. She's been doing that bit for years. So she did it. She, that's her auditioning bit, I think she did. When you go back, you look at, like, their auditioning tapes. And 
I think that's the bit she did. Yeah. And then, because right around then there was a controversy, and this is what happens with Saturday Night Live, and, and Matt TV did too, where the group complains that there isn't one of them. Now, I will tell you, of all the demographics that I feel doesn't get represented, it's black females. Mm-hmm. When, when, when our good friend Tiffany Haddish is the first black female stand-up to host Saturday Night Live in 40 years. Yeah, it's insane. That's insane. You, know? you never had Whoopi. You never had Wanda Sykes. You never had Monique. Even coming off of the Oscar win. Yeah. Like, there was plenty of opportunity to have and that And nothing. Yeah. And, like, dude, there's been some murderers. So, I'm like, dude, it's that black circuit where you just, these these people just play urban rooms and they destroy. Oh, yeah, there's tons of them. And, like, none of them played it. None of them played it. The, uh, uh, give me a break. Nell Carter? Mm-hmm. Nothing? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. You know why? Because white women are the biggest demographic in the country. Well, it's not about demographics. It's more about consumerism. So well, the, the no, 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 you didn't appealing. let me finish. Oh, okay, go ahead. Yeah. It's that they're the biggest demographic in the country, and more money is spent on them than any other group in the country. And by them. By and them and, and by them. for them. Yeah, so like, you know, a- any business I've ever worked for, they talk about the fact that, you know, f- women make something like 70% of the household that, purchasing that decisions. That study destroyed entertainment. Oh, I agree. 100%. Because everything turned into like, well, how do we get moms to buy toothpaste while they watch this? Yeah. And it's like, you know, is that really what the core of – is that why you made SNL to get moms to buy toothpaste? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like at, at some point, it's like what master are you serving, Lauren Michaels? Like why are you still do- – you're still doing this after all of these years and all these people. And for what? I mean he's for still what? You the, got enough money. Dick you too. got enough money. He's a dick. You've made enough stars. If, if anything, at this point in my career, right, if I'm Lorne Michaels, and I've, if I've played ball all the way up until this point, why wouldn't at this point you just be like, all right, I'm like 70. Fuck it. Because, dude, they like to fuck it. They probably got chick action still. And it's that <laughs> power, and they love the power. Yeah, it they, really you is. You know, you hear about the environment. Everybody just is just... At each other's throats, it's cutthroat. That's done on purpose. It's counterproductive. Yeah. Okay. So let's take a look at Saturday Night Live. Who is Saturday Night Live's writer? It's writers. It's famously Harvard kids. Oh, always. Yeah. That whole group of Harvard kids. Yeah. And what we're seeing right now is this movement of elitists acting like they're trying to connect with the average person in this in this instance these these millionaire asian actors connecting with everyday asians yeah you know who does that all the time lebron james mm-hmm. all the time lebron james talks about racism you remember when he said somebody painted the n-word on his that was never proven that was just put out there because lebron james has to get inner city kids to think that he's one of them yeah and lebron james hasn't been an inner city kid since he's about 17 years old and he was driving around in a fucking hummer in high school yeah well i'm sure he wasn't taking any money before <laughs> he was allowed to right i mean the day they signs out like what was it 50 million or 70 million shoe contract before he dribbled before he the was ball? drafted before he, what didn't he sign that contract before he was even drafted yeah yeah God, that's forever ago now. But I mean, it, it it it's it's ridiculous. I just I look at the SNL thing and I don't go like, who wins? Like, what do you win? I know who loses. Do th- are do, you, do yeah, absolutely. But do you think like do you think there's an Asian American demographic that you're missing in SNL that you're now gonna get? 
Like, I don't understand the victory. Like, you're you're appeasing an audience that doesn't watch your show. I mean, the best analogy I ever heard about something like this is uh, it's like vegans in a steakhouse. It's literally like vegans bitching about the menu in a steakhouse and and then people going like, well, I guess, you know, people don't like the menu. We should change it. It's like you make steak. <laughs> like, you're never going to make these fucking people happy. Well, yeah. Who, who, who hold the ground in and out. Yeah. And now kept it. They don't give a fuck. There's nothing. There's nothing vegan. Well, Chick Fil A too. Yeah. Chick Fil A was like, yeah, we we don't care Sorry. for the gays. Yeah. It, yeah. Uh, go go get your chicken elsewhere. Yeah. You saw how that worked out. Yeah. Popeyes. Or, yeah. Or Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Not open yeah. on Sundays. Yeah. yeah. It pisses yeah. people off more. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so what do we do? Chick Fil A said, "Listen, we are questionable about the gays, but you know what we don't do? We don't fucking run out of chicken sandwiches." Yeah. <laughs> and everyone was like, "You know what?" You're right, and I'm sorry I left you for Popeyes briefly, but it was my mistake, and I'll I'll be right back. Just please take us back. So, so what happens? Here? I'm we're seeing this this elitist group of people who are are trying to cause this political correct chaos in this attempt to win points with their demographic. Well, I think it's I think it in a way too with Lorne. You almost wonder if if he's drinking the Kool Aid now that SNL drives culture. And drives political discourse and drives. Uh, I'm not. I, I not, think. I think they really think that, and I think they think that there's some sort of responsibility to do more than just comedy. We talk about this with the open mic scene now too, right? Like, there's all these young comics coming up to think like I have to make great points. It's like fucking be funny first. <laughs> Figure that shit out before you start going like fucking men, right, ladies? Like. And where it's does about it lead time to? for us, and it's like be funny first. Where does any of that lead to? Well, it ultimately leads to exclusion. It ultimately leads to saying like this is our shit now. Go away. You know, it, it leads to fucking you making a living in outrage, and that very small group of things where you show up and you yell to people mm-hmm. about outrage. I mean, dude, I don't Berkeley, know. Berkeley is outrage university. Oh Who yeah, goes to there. Smart kids and rich kids. Oh, yeah. Whose parents participate in everything they're railing against. Right. Right? David Hogg, this kid at this school shooting, puts out something about stolen land. David Hogg's grandfather invented and is a founder of MasterCard. His father was FBI. Right. If you go far enough, I guarantee you somebody stole land. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> right? I'm sure. Right. Like, so why is this guy... Calling out other people. It's like the problem with Vice right now. It's like Vice is just simply rich white kids bitching about how poor white kids are ruining the world. How gross is that when you go back and look at the start of Vice and like what it was intended to be, this sort of anti-mainstream media punk rock publication? And, you know, it's just like it's it's so – isn't it funny how a couple years ago like – Gavin McInnes, they essentially tried to run him out of existence, right? And Gavin's a friend of mine. I consider him a friend. And as as this whole thing snowballs and progresses, people are going to look back on that dude as a pariah who was ahead of his time, who called all of the shit that's happening. And literally it was like, yeah, you know what? Like it's going to start with at work you can't you can't make jokes about trans people, you can't make jokes about gay people. And then it's going to turn into on TV and in in art and in movies. And then it's going to turn into book burning all over again. And and Fahrenheit 451 where we're just <laughs> burning fucking paintings because somebody was offended by it. Yeah, I mean like dude, did you watch the uh the roast last night? 
I had some friends of mine, they had it on, so I I just saw what they were watching. And, dude, suicide jokes, blackface jokes, every fucking joke. Trans jokes. Everything. Oh, yeah. Caitlyn Jenner was on there, right? You know, it's it's why I had a problem with Mike Lawrence when he wrote that episode of fucking... Uh, uh, that oh God! You and I went back and forth about that. About wh- whatever that was. crashing. crashing. Pete Holmes show crashing. I love Pete Holmes. I- I'm sure he's not happy. Uh, you know, because that that video got a little love, a little love on the internet. And like, I like Pete Holmes. I don't have a problem with Pete Holmes. Yeah. And I-, I wasn't happy that show got canceled because I had friends who worked on that. Right. So I, I, that's not my thing. I had a problem with that particular episode. Yeah. Well, I also had a problem that that Dove had to play that part. And only because of the kind of shit you're seeing now with Shane Gillis, where people see a dude on a podcast fucking around, making jokes, being, being a wise ass like we all do on podcasts, and then people going, oh, that's his real – he really fucking thinks that about Asian people. It's like, how do you know? How do you know? Right. And so the problem I had with that episode is now Dove's going to go do dates, and people are going to be like, oh, are you that hack old misogynist comic from yeah. Crashing? Yeah. And he's going to have to fight that anytime he makes. Dove had one of the best jokes about pedophilia that ever has ever been fucking written. Did you, do you remember this bit? No, it when is. When he was in L.A., he goes, uh, everybody wants to talk about the priests. Everybody wants to talk about the parents. Nobody's willing to point the finger where it belongs at these sexy ass kids. <laughs> so fucking funny, hey, right? If hey, he listen, did that man. now, though. If he did that now and had a job on like a major TV show, people would call for his head. No, dude, nobody calls for anyone's head with pedophilia jokes. Oh, really? It is the one joke thing, and we'll get into it in a few. It is the one joke thing that you could totally do. Yeah. That even even if most, you're pro pedophilia? Even the most fucking angry feminist thinks pedo jokes are just comedy. It's fine. It's, and, and I don't know who's more defenseless than kids. And I don't want to get in the world where I, I no, you can't do those jokes. That's not my style. Right, right. Yeah. That's not my style. But the people who call everybody out on political correctness, you shouldn't be doing pedo jokes. But, but it has, yeah, and it has no Because the pedo kids can't show up and throw a fucking a rally <laughs> going, hey, you know, they can't go Jimmy O on fucking Twitter calling for people's jobs. Which is, I mean, it's insane to I'm me. I'm going to get into that I motherfucker mean, it's, it's, it's in, in about two seconds. It's insane to me, though, that that, like... There is this this unwillingness to to respect that there's a sarcasm or a satire to what we do. Like, and and I've I got into this debate on another podcast last week where somebody's talking about, well, as a white person, it's not your place to satirize race or to make fun of race to try to take power away from it. And I said, why not? Like, so you're saying that the color of my skin dictates my ability to take power away from powerful structures. That's what you're saying? Right. So what so white people should just never do comedy. Right. We should all just quit, right? Because yeah. as uh, because of the color of my skin, I can't make fun of racism. No, it's just like, I what can't is the take power scheme? Right, exactly. What is the power scheme? That's the biggest problem with this Asian movement. It's like this 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 cry to be and it's like there's a video that someone sent us on on um our Instagram, on our DM. And it's about how this guy's talking about how The black civil rights movement has been completely hijacked by the gay rights movement, by feminism and multiculturalism, Mm -hmm. which is exactly what this is. Asians trying to get on that action. Yeah. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Trying to get on the outrated action. But what they don't see, everybody cries racism. I want to see something real quick. I I I have the definition right here. 
where oh where is racism i gotta find it i have it tattooed on my chest okay, do you want to read it now what is the definition of racism uh the basically the definition it's is, probably got my picture right there yeah yeah <laughs> hold on hold on hold on where is the definition of racism uh Okay, so here we go. Let me do this real quick. Uh, definition of the other the other thing that's really shitty about all this is it's so intellectually dishonest, right? Because because people don't even they don't even really do their homework. They don't okay. even care. Uh, prejudice, discrimination, or antagonism directed against someone of a different race. Now, if you stop there, they have an argument. Sure. Okay, he's antagonizing us. But if you listen to the whole fucking thing, the whole definition, it ends with of a different race based on the belief that your own race is superior. Right. That is the point that most of these people, feminists, and I know we're talking about racism here, and yeah. that's a gender thing. And in this particular argument, Asians right. don't realize. Well, what I think is interesting is the concept of punching down, right? So when people say that uh, Chappelle can't joke about women or trans people because that's punching down. White people can't joke about people of another ethnicity because it's punching down. Well, according to you, I don't think it's punching down because I don't think I'm superior. So when people go, well, white people can't make fun of other races, that's punching down. I go, cool, what are you, a white supremacist, bro? Because a white supremacist would think that. They would think a white person making jokes about other people is always punching down. If that's the case, right? Like, you think if I make fun of Jay-Z, that's punching down? Like, you'd have to be a fucking white supremacist to think that. So let's get into this, man. So so Asians, the demographic of Asians has the highest standard of living out of anybody. In America or in the world? In America. Oh, okay. Dude, they don't want you to discuss the world. Apparently, to all these social justice warriors, the only thing that matters is what happens in this fucking, between these borders, which they all want to eradicate and let everybody in. Okay? And I tell you, go look at Europe and see how that's going. And there are no-go zones. Okay? All right? So, but if you look at... They, the actual, like, standard of living, Asians had the best, okay? They also had the most two-parent households. Yes. And they also had the most PhDs or doctrines of any group. I mean, dude, they're passing the Jews. Yeah. Right? The Jews are wonderful. Which which should be, like, the expression for anybody killing it in, in any game yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. This guy's lapping the Jews. <laughs> <laughs> This right? guy's about to lap the Jews, except sports. Then right, it doesn't right, really. Right, right, right. Then it doesn't really fit. Right. So <laughs> we. So what we see here is like in. So if we're gonna touch, talk punching up or punching down, there's no more punching up than Asians. Right. That's true. They are the highest of everything. Yeah. They literally, you know, who treats Asians the worst out of anybody. Their parents. <laughs> <laughs> their parents I, dude I know Asians they have nightmares about how their parents push them oh yeah and you know what they came out th- and this is from an Asian okay I'm <laughs> Armenian is part of Asia so as an Asian I know what they're talking about yeah. okay and I'm okay with what Shane Gill said cause you know what I hate when my people try to learn English on the phone too it upsets <laughs> me <laughs> alright so, I mean, it's like the hot... Dude, it's ridiculous. You look at this guy... What's his name? 
Oh, fuck. What is it? I have so many things. Nico Nico uh, Santos, right? Yeah. I saw Nico Santos when he first moved to L.A., and I literally go, that guy's going to blow up. Because he fits all the boxes. Yeah, what are the boxes? Uh, List them gay, all. Yep. Uh, ethnic, right? Yeah. That's it. Those are the boxes Those right the- there. <laughs> right? Right? Those are the boxes. Well, you know what's in- the kid's you know a what's- nice guy. You know what's interesting about gay, too, is it's a certain kind of gay. Like, gay doesn't help Tim Dillon like, at all. Tim Dillon's like, I love cock. Whatever, like, trucker yeah, guy. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, Nico you- Santos is like, hello. Yeah. And it's like, we need you on everything. Yeah, you have to be able to flow. I like how XG's just pointing at the screen and going, you get it. Yeah. <laughs> you can't even tell Tim Dillon is gay at all. The first right. time I met him, didn't even tell. Yeah. He had to open his mouth and well, say something. Say yeah, I was he like, thinks you're unattractive. I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not his style. Yeah, that's the thing you learn really quickly when you have gay friends that aren't flamboyant is like, if they don't want to fuck you, you'll never know. Let's yeah, take Nico never know Santos's gay. talent, right? And let's take him out of that like, and put him into a regular white guy. You know what? Does he get fast track like this? Oh no! no. Well, show me the show me the white equivalent. Is there a white gay equivalent of this in show business? I mean, like, yeah, there's the guy who was Bill, uh, Billy Eichner, who, but Billy Eichner's been doing this shit for 20 years. Like, like this kid walked right into town with, and it, dude, it's the truth is, it's 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 all these. Fucking racist, like casting director. Oh, of course. Or just plug in. Yeah. They're just like, here's the, this one's, they'll know he's gay. We don't even have to put it in his bio. Right? You yeah. fit. You're like, dude. Well, they're casting it's caricatures. Jimmy O is working. Yes. And why in every movie, right out the gate, because he's the most Asian of Asian looking. Well, and why Steve Byrne has to film the amazing Jonathan smoking fucking crank. Right? right? Like, that's why. Why? Because if, 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 if Steve Byrne looked more Asian than he does. Or behaved more Asian. Because Steve Byrne sounds like you in, or I. Click yeah. in. Click in. Because yeah. stereotypes work in this town. Yes. It's just the truth. Right. Well, it's typecasting. 100%. Yeah. That show Modern Family. Have you ever seen it? Of course. How... Stereotypical the whole way around. Yeah, the whole way around. Watch. Who's the biggest star of that show? Sofia Vergara. And she's, yeah. I cannot speak any English. Isn't yeah. this funny? The kid, the kid yeah. they adopted is Asian. Yeah. The two guys are super flamboyant. Right. It's just. Which is not even true to the gays. No, it's, there's always. You don't have two lady gays. There's always a dude gay, right? Well, you know, once in a while there's those lipstick gays. Yeah. And they just date other hot That's like I say, you gays. never see those two are the hot ones that are man that. No, you do see them once in a while. Do you? Yeah, but I those think are the ones. You're thinking of porno. No. Yeah, that's <laughs> no, nasty. I'm thinking old school Sam Tripoli fans. Oh, okay. They would show up double hot. And but they were the ones who always. Yeah, but aren't like, they like the exhibitionist gays where they're just like, I'll do this, but it's for attention. You know no, I mean? Well, yeah, because they're <laughs> mad at guys. Right, They got exactly. cheated on, so they run to lesbians, and then they hook up with another smoking hot lesbian, and then they get to the fucking restaurant. They're like, who's paying for this? Yeah. You know, it's like, what do, what do we do? And then they... And then... Once, once, yeah, and they're just, the happy gays. You know why they're the happy lesbians? I just talked about the birth of polyamory. <laughs> let's just fuck each other, but let's also get a man in here to do some housework and pay for some uh, shit. So, <laughs> so, so you got the... Uh, you have the... Um, the lipstick lesbians are happy. I have to write because that because <laughs> they they dip into the heterosexual shit. Right. Once in a while, they they grant a heterosexual man. Well, yeah. Dream everybody to wants to go to Mykonos, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and like once, and you like my old joke. Uh, it's like, dude, when chicks don't get dick, they get angry. Yeah. I see it all the time. You can tell. 
when they got crazy in their eyes. Guys are the same way. They don't get laid, they get creepy. Yeah. They start oh, watching yeah, yeah. Japanese anime. They're beating out in bushes. It's the same thing. When you don't get the, any of that action, you get fucking weird. Yeah, right? True. You got to get the poison out. It's just like, and like, I like Jimmy O. I do. I won't ever perform with that guy again, ever. I will cancel any show. I'm on with him. Dude, let me tell you something. I'd rather work with Carlos Mencia than I'd work with Jimmy O. Shots fired. I would rather, man. (laughs) I'd rather. And I can't stand Carlos Mencia. But I'd rather work with that guy. Here's what I don't. Here's what really bothers me. And you guys can appreciate this. You're both comics, right? He. uh, Yeah. Okay. All right. (laughs) Aren't we all? But do you remember the solidarity behind Joe when he went after Carlos? Yeah. Where the fuck is that now, it's comics? Not. It's not. Where are comics stepping up and going? Like, that whole fucking writer's room should have been like, we're walking out. Yeah. Yeah. But they won't do it they because do they're it. pussies. Well, because it's like, it's, dude, it's scary. Yeah. Like, this show is a pirate ship. I don't need anybody. Yeah. I get asked all the time to do TV shows and conspiracy shit. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. But I want to get back to Jimmy O. Like, dude, are you really, you just, dude, you either have had it so fuck, and that's the same thing with fucking Nico. Like, these guys just came right into town and started booking shit. And they're basically doing, like, gay Asian or Asian or gay blackface, right? You're doing, you're doing a gay minstrel show. Yeah. You're doing an Asian minstrel show character. Yeah. It's 100, but you're just fucking playing into the, and I'll get in. To fuck, I, where's the, I need the, I need the sound thing on here, please. Uh, there we go. Made that uncomfortable. The sound uh, thing. I need the. I also need the connector. It it's right here. Okay. It's right. It's right here. It's All right. right here. So, I like Jimmy O. I I met Nico once. Nice guy. Yeah. You guys are playing stereotypes. By the way, you ever notice how in all the gay Asian guys' headshots, they look like they got fucked with an electric dick? <laughs> <laughs> they're always just. Oh! They look oh, like they're about man, to shoot into you. space. Yes. What is that? That's like I don't know. I'm gonna start doing my headshots like that. <laughs> Just see what happens. Doors will open yeah, but for see, me. You're, you're not the gay enough. That's the problem. Even you're if not. I even if I changed teams, it wouldn't help me. You'd have to get rid of that beard. So I'm Jimmy like a messy o, gay. Yeah. Jimmy O is from China. Jimmy O moved here, went to college, I believe, in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Please, at 13, he moves here with his family. I'm waiting for the fucking. Racism. I'm waiting for the being held down. Because, listen, man, if you think as people say mean things to you, welcome to life. Yeah. I got my ass beat in fucking school until I got so funny, nobody wanted to fucking touch me because I was a guy. It literally saved me one day. Dan Garrett was going to beat the shell me, and he looked at me and he goes, oh, you're funny. And he moved on. Yeah. He was going to kill me at that moment. One punch, my head would have been on the ground. I would be dead. <laughs> I didn't get funny until uh, I was. it was way later that I got funny. So I just, but what you're I did. still working on it. But <laughs> but what I did, uh, I did, I I was the unpredictable person in a fight. So like I would just, if if I was getting bullied by a bigger older kid, I would hit him first, and then people were just like, "Don't fuck with him. He's crazy. Like he doesn't know that he Don't shouldn't you know, fight people." Puto? Yeah. Don't you know I'm crazy? So anyways, so so Jimmy. Jimmy comes in, and like I knew him, he's doing show stand up, and then all of a sudden he was in everything. Yeah. Everything. Everything. S- Silicon Valley. So you have to either be, fuck, you either have had, had it so easy, 
so easy that you don't know the appreciation of getting a job. Right. Or you're so out of touch with where you are that you feel you have to make connections to your your group so they feel like you're one of them. In the industry, you think? No. The, the, Just in general? The, the, listen, dude. I like I, I like everybody. I have friends of mine in like uh, uh, crazy rich Asians. Mm-hmm. The movie is not for me. Yeah, I didn't go see it because I know that's not for me. That's for Asians. Let them have it. Mm-hmm. But I know what that movie's about. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, things that went on there got it ten times worse than what these what Shane Gillis was saying. Yeah, the stereotypes being played. Way worse. Well, we were talking about this before the show. I mean, Andrew Yang coming out and being like, I prefer a comedy that doesn't take cheap shots. After the night before at the debates, he made a joke about Asian doctors. Yeah. Here, so- I'm going to play this. So this is Jimmy O. This is, I want you to listen to Jimmy O giving an interview. Okay? Here we go. Ready? Hold on, let me stop it. I want to play. It would have been so funny if you literally just pressed the sound by this, like the dun, 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 and then you just <laughs> said nothing. Here, here's, here is, <laughs> here is what he got in trouble for. Shane, one of the videos that's going around that he got in trouble for. You're talking here about Shane Gillis, right? Shane Gillis, yeah. ready? Or like every people just raise their hands all day and oh, talk here. about. Oh, for sure. That's but it's also it. funny that. Or they just kind of get randomly get your autograph. They're like, oh, can I, what's going on? Oh, you are very big. <laughs> you see a wall? We have a good wall. Okay. All you right. Go see All right. What they All teach right. in schools now is that like. Okay. There we go. We got, let's listen to a little more. Let's listen to a little more. We have white people that we walk around all day and are like, dude, this fucking this shit. Yeah. yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. Here we go. But it's funny too that like. If you were over there, it'd be the, the, they'd be the white people being like, yeah. oh, shut oh, up. What's he saying there is that Chinese are racist. And guess what? They're racist as fuck. Oh, for sure. I couldn't get a taxi in China because I had a fucking bad beer. I got a beer and they think I'm a drug dealer. Mm-hmm. They When they had the Beijing Olympics there, they the government literally had to tell the restaurants, you have to serve black people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? I forgot about how racist Asian people are to black right? people. Right? Because there's nobody going, hey, dude, that's wrong. They're all Asian. Yeah. So, like, what's up with black people? Stupid. And they're like, yeah, stupid. Well, well also, just the uh, j- just the, the racism between different the, – the social castes of Asians, right? Like, the hierarchy Oh, of, we'll get into that. Yeah, this yeah, is what yeah. Watch. For sure. That's but it's also it funny that – or they just kind of get randomly get your autograph. They're like, oh, can I – Oh, you're very big. <laughs> You see a wall? We have a good wall. <laughs> okay, so you hear that? He's doing the Asian thing. Okay. It's pretty so, good. It's pr- yeah, pr- that's pretty, pretty accurate, on. right? So let's listen Sounded to Jimmy Asian. O, yeah. who's lived I in LA. I thought that was Jimmy O. No, I'm kidding. Jimmy O, who's lived here since he was 13 years old. Gone to San Diego State. Let's hear how Jimmy O talks naturally. Oh, isn't it? Yes, I've done stand-up once on the Arsenio Hall Show years ago, but this okay. is my first time on the couch. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Just Colbert. Um, now, yeah. uh, I think we have a clip of you uh, asserting your new authority. Okay, hold on. I just want to find something where he's like basically throwing T.J. Miller under the bus. Miller. Mm-hmm. Now, your character is running the incubator now that he, he used to run. Did you, did you force him out? No, I didn't. Uh, Listen to this. M- maybe. 
I don't know. I can't talk about <laughs> it. You know, he might just pop up anywhere. I don't, I, I don't know. He's, he's an odd cat. <laughs> TJ is actually a great friend, and we had such a great chemistry on the show. Okay. I was really sad when he right. called me one night. Right. He's like, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to come back next year. Okay. So it was pretty sad, and I was kind of worried. I don't know what my character would do without Ehrlich. Interesting. Ehrlich. But then it turns out it was kind of like a blessing in disguise because oh. I take over some of his incubator. Oh, and I take over so some- your friend gets fired that you really care about and it's somewhat of a blessing in disguise. Yeah. So, right? Like here's Because, the- because your character took his character's yeah, place. Yeah, your character took his place. Now, you, you, remember, you remember how he talked. Yeah. Here's Jimmy O. Here is his character on Silicon Valley. Here we go. It was said. Eric, he promised me dinner with a big meat. Big meat? Big meat people. Meat people? Then people say, no, you can't come in. Wait, so oh, oh so interesting. That's really an interesting take on Asians right there. It's so fucking interesting. Yeah. Right? Let's well, go back. It feels very to progressive and trouble. current. Let's give it, okay? You're very big. Oh, okay. All right. So let's go back to Jimmy O. Let's go back to Jimmy O. Let's go. Big meet people. Meet people? Then people say, no, you can't come in. Wow. Wait, so you guys didn't get it? It sounds like the same thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's literally the same thing. Right. It's only offensive when the fat white guy did it. Right? Yeah. Right. Right. So the video's taken down of the quote, quote, and I'm repeating what they said, Jew chink line. Yeah. Okay? The the video's taken down, and that's what they're losing their mind of, over a word. And I quote somebody, that was said to dehumanize my people 150 years ago. Well, the thing that bothers me is, like, people, this fallacy, and you run into it with any time any white person uses any slur in comedy. It's happened to me. It's happened to everyone. Where it's this idea that using a word in a joke is the same as, like, a redneck using that word when he's lynching somebody 60 years ago. It's yeah. not the same. It's not It's intellectually dishonest to say, like, for you to go, well, that word was used to hurt my people 150 years ago. Cool. That's not how I was using yeah, it, Yeah, that's not what we're talking it's, about. It's literally it's like all saying, about context. It's literally like if I had a, 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 a rubber mallet on the table, and I go, and you go, what's that for? And I go, oh, I use it around the studio to, like, you know, work on shit, and you go, oh, my grandfather was murdered to death with one of yeah. those. And I go, sorry, it wasn't this one. So let's get into this, okay? So let's go real quick on the Jimmy O's character, okay? Now, I'm sure Jimmy Jin, O... Jin Yang. Jin Yang. <laughs> the Jimmy O's character, okay? I'm, I'm sure... I mean, are we acting like Jimmy Show is the Daniel Day-Lewis of Asians? Like he's out there, like make, he went to some dojo By or the, fucking Buddhist <laughs> temple like far the, into the I, fucking forest I, to study this character. Yeah. No, I bet you they told him to play this. Why did they tell you to play it that way? The, the best offense he has is I was told to play it that way. And why? Because you're making fun of Asian stereotypes. Right. How is this guy the guy that's supposed to be the moral order of what is right, what's wrong with Asian comedy? Yeah, and shouldn't. what you can't say. The answer is he shouldn't be. He shouldn't be. Nobody He's should taking be taking a check to make his own people look bad. Right. That is no different than what fucking Shane Gillis did right there. Right. 
Well, as you, from one point of view, you could argue it's worse, right? Because you're betraying your own kind to make money, whereas Shane's making fun of other people, arguably objectively, right? You're, you're, you're making fun of another culture as a bystander. But if you really think that that kind of discussion about your culture is damaging and detrimental, then for you to do it yourself is even worse. It's an even bigger offense, right? And I is that yeah. what you're going to say? No, yeah, it's even a bigger. It's way bigger offense, right? Because like telling sh- people don't do it, and he goes and does it, well, and he does it perfectly, even better because he looks Asian. Yeah, yeah. Well, and Shane and Shane could at least plead ignorance. Well, I don't know. I don't know anything about the culture. I'm just making fun of it as an outsider. If you know that about the culture and you think it's that damaging. Why are you doing it? So we're sitting there and we're saying for okay. six seasons, by the way. Yeah, six, six seasons. seasons. And you're like, and you're like laughing because a guy. Listen, what happened with a TJ? I get, I, I can't say one way or the other what happened in college. Right. But this thing comes back later, and he gets fired. And I know a lot of people didn't like TJ. Yeah. But you know what? What happened was a guy lost work. Right. Off of something he never got charged with. Yeah. And here we go again. And something that his wife corroborated. And people will say like, oh, you know, well, his wife, you know, his wife want, doesn't want the gravy train to stop either. It's like, yeah, well, did you, have you ever heard of fucking divorce? Tiger Woods' wife didn't back him up for the money. How many celebrity dudes' wives have backed them up for the money? Mostly none. Right. So, you know, for that to happen, you know, and and I've known TJ for a long time. I I met him right when I started doing comedy in Chicago. Uh, The way that they explained that story, it sounded real to me. I believe TJ. Sorry. And listen, dude, the problem is. Same thing as like I believe Chris Hardwick when it came out. And Hardwick's thing ended up, he had the receipts. Yep. He had the fucking receipts and nobody came out. He had the videos entire... of her saying what a great boyfriend he was. Yeah. And it was and just text this... messages about how she cheated on him and how he was burn like, I'm, I'm Hollywood not. Burn Yeah. And okay. Just... This is disgusting. This guy's done so many movies and television shows. He's got to be like, dude, I do a podcast and a live show at the comic store. I'm doing pretty damn good. Right. So I can't imagine what you're doing on the HBO show and doing movies. You got to be doing pretty damn good. So what we got are millionaires trying to act like somebody is kicking them while they're down. Right. Okay? Right. I don't know why we make fun of that you can't drive. Maybe because you can't drive. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen Asian dick, but according to the ladies, it's not that big. Yeah. Okay? Listen, my, in my family, there is everybody. Black, Mexican, Jewish, you name it, everybody's in the family, except for Asian, which makes me think the women in my family are size queens, okay? <laughs> <laughs> not my fault. Yeah. I, I, the new thing is, like, why do Asians got to get off the airplane so quickly? I don't know what it is, but when that fucking thing happens, they are just Jim Brown hitting holes trying to get off the stage. I mean, it might have had something to do with the one who got dragged kicking and screaming out of the airplane. <laughs> okay, that so... Was, by the way, that was hilarious. That was... Not that the dude was Asian, but that the minute they grabbed him, he started screaming ah. like a bitch. You know why? He was like... Ah! <laughs> Lawsuits. Oh, dog. yeah. Oh, of course. Lawsuits. Oh. Yeah. I would You be... know why? Because he's a doctor. Yeah. All right. Free. Another PhD Asian. Yeah. All right. PhD An- Asian. PhD Asian. Yeah. Okay. Another one. And again, I don't hate anybody for making money, but now you're trying to set precedence. Okay. It's like why everybody keeps talking about Dave Chappelle's the greatest comic ever. I've seen any white people say that. And if Dave Chappelle is to me the goat right now, yeah. I think he's. 
gotten to the point where we could go, okay, he's past Richard Pryor. He's doing, uh, I think, another level of shit. Granted, Richard Pryor was many decades ago, but I think he's, th- I think he's the goat. Mm-hmm. But make no doubts about it. You let him do these jokes. Mm-hmm. It's why Louis C.K. used to get away with murder. Like, I used to watch Louis C.K. back in the day. I'm like, oh, my God. If I said that, I would be blackballed. Sure. It's like, who lets you say what? Right. Who lets you say what you're allowed to get away with? The Jessime Smole? Is that how you say his name? Uh, the Smole? J- Jesse Smollett? Yeah, yeah. Like that bit? N-word? F-word? Yeah. Guy? I, if I said that on stage? Yeah. Hell would break well, loose. Well, you know what's interesting is that same observation about why Comedy Central let him do one and not the other. Uh, I brought it up on Twitter like six years Who ago. Wouldn't let what? Uh, that the Comedy Central executives would let uh, black people say the N word on shows, but they would bleep it if a white person did. Yeah. So uh, I thought it was crazy. I was watching Tracy. There were two specials that came on back to back one night, and it was Tracy Morgan's new one, and I think Neil Brennan's new one came on back to back. And and I literally watched Tracy Morgan drop like 50 M bombs, no censorship, and then Neil dropped two, and they censored them both. And I and I literally tweeted at uh, I think was it Ken Alderman at the time who was the head of Comedy Central and Comedy Central and was like explain the double standard like yeah. why are you censoring one and not the other and here's what I, yeah and and it was exactly the same point that Chappelle made was you know well. Just because I'm the race that that slur is used against doesn't mean it's less offensive, right? So why why tell me I can use one and censor the other one? Well, it's 100%. And it's the like, truth of the matter is that you're actually giving your oppressors what they want. Of course. Which well, is referring to black people as the M-word. Yeah. This, this character that Jimmy O is playing... That is done on purpose to make the Chinese look bad. There's a scene where he has to explain recycling. And he's like, can I burn everything down? You're like, what? Like, you're <laughs> rem- making Chinese look stupid. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. I've episode. been to China. Fung Chao is from China. I'm pretty sure he's a spy for the government. That's a different show. But, you know, <laughs> he's fucking Chinese. He doesn't talk like that. No. He doesn't talk like that. Right. This is a character decision, and you pick the most stereotypical Asian act you could do. Well, and the, and this is the thing that bothers me about the the... Un- the unwillingness to suspend disbelief, right? When it comes to comics and podcasting, because like nobody drills Edward Norton about like why did you play that white supremacist in American History X? Like acting for whatever reason gets a pass. Yeah, but what we do because people consider it the lowest fucking art form behind clownery and magicianship. Uh, porn can. I, that's my joke. Yeah, yeah. Porn's the last vestige of free speech. I right. do a joke about it. You could have a black guy getting his dick sucked by a white chick in a Ku Klux Klan outfit, dropping hard M-bombs on him, and right at the end, he pulls the hood off, busts a nut on her face. Everyone's like, you know what? Even Steven did. Yeah, yeah. Even Steven. All fair. All fair. Yeah. I mean, I have so many favorite videos of white chick. I mean, just videos I've watched. I like that you're just oh. up here with it. <laughs> just dropping M-bombs on these guys as oh, they yeah. blow them. Oh, yeah. That is part of the fucking I thing. Mean, I, I, I hear some people can only ejaculate that <laughs> so much i've heard so so when so when black comics and like you always hear black comics say white comics get mad because they can't say the m-word no 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 i don't need to say the m-word right 
I'm just tired I need of to. No, I'm cheap laughs. <laughs> and there's so many fam- great comics out there that drop N-bombs like the water's flowing. Yeah. And I'm not saying they're not great comics. They are great comics. Yeah. And I'm not saying they can't say the N-word. They can do whatever they want. Yeah, but okay? to, me, to me, it should be like, does it, is it arbitrary or does it service the joke? And this is the again. Nobody ever wants to have this conversation. It's the same conversation I got into with the dude at TMZ about this, Van Lathan. I said, "Listen, you can't tell me that an arbitrary use of the N word is the same as one where the, it serves the punchline." If I'm telling a story about somebody saying something racist, that is a critical component of setting up the joke. And so again, it's like the same thing. It's the it's the hammer analogy. Hammer can be a tool or a weapon. When you act like the usage of a slur is always a weapon because of who's using it, that it's just an intellectually dishonest argument for sure. Yeah. And it's just and again, it goes back to white crowds love hearing the N word. So when you say it and you get laughed, you're feeding into it. Now I believe the N word is a psyop done long time ago just the same thing as 70 cents on the dollar where w- women are told they make 70 cents compared to men like they get a lower check yeah it doesn't happen there's laws against that well the epitome of hypocrisy in this actually happened like a year ago so we're talking about jimmy oyang being hypocritical what about fucking ice cube reading bill maher the riot act for his joke that he made on his show when it's like I- ice cube wasn't it like 30 years ago that you were fighting for free speech as a rap artist and you were on a because of NWA the, yeah and and because you, the there were people actually trying to have you arrested for performing fuck the police yeah and you remember you went to fight for that where's that ice cube now yeah is that where guy gone that ice cube well that ice cube's a billionaire now trying to buy fox sports uh local affiliates for a lot of fucking money right so my point is is like and we talk about this in comedy all the time it's not it's not even virtue signaling. It's people trying to close the door behind them. Or it's trying to own a certain kind of comedy. Like if I go up and make all these Asian jokes and then an Asian comic follows me, he can't do those jokes. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you're 100% right. So like it's black comics like controlling the N-word, I get it. And like dude, I say it in my act, and now I'm going to get crap because a certain comic had a joke where he called a black person the N-word, and I said, he's on his own, and I stick with it. Yeah, yeah. I don't have a joke where I call anybody the N-word. I don't know. I say the N-word. I have three jokes with the N-word in it. He goes, damn, you'll always say the N-word. I'm yeah. like, yeah. By the way, I did but, a Mexican accent but that's, that but sounded that's, Asian. But that's an important distinction is to say I've never called anyone that word because he, that's the someone different Someone called him an N-word, and he just says that someone called him an N-word. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. has... It's like someone, but that's my me. point. Is you're not directing that word at a person, like. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is that I don't th- like Camille Harris. That's all I'm saying. Oh, okay, <laughs> right? Uh, I think she's a house. Uh, Go on. <laughs> See, that's my point. Is now you just found a loophole to say it without saying it? Yeah. Which is my whole argument in the first <laughs> place. All you're doing, if you really think banning a word is going to stop racism, Never. it's not. You're just going to train white people how to be to racist without saying the word. I lived in Minneapolis for 11 years. They're fucking magic at it, at saying the N-word without ever saying it. And Dude, it's just like it, it, it doesn't change anything. If you got mad at me for saying Camille Harris is a house N-word, right? Yeah. let's just say I said that, right? Like, would you actually look at what she's done and go, why is he saying that? Mm-hmm. What, it, what has she done? 
And then you look at the fact that her family comes from slave owners. She came here, she fucked a powerful politician, got a job, and locked up more black people than anybody in the history of California. Right. And then I for nonviolent drug offenses for nonviolent dude she laughed at locking up poor kids because they were late for school yeah okay she literally set her office in to fucking fight the early release program which is going to affect the black community more more than any other community so how is that not it yeah. How am I the best? It's like when everyone got mad at Roseanne for that 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 planet joke mm-hmm. about the uh, Barrett or whatever uh, Va- uh, Valerie Valley, whatever. Valerie Jarrett or whatever. Yeah, whatever that her, her name? name is, right? So they got mad at it, but what they did want to take a look at is the actions that woman took. Yeah, when she was directly involved in the illegal assassination of Mobar Gaddafi, which has caused in real day time the. Open air slave trade. Slaves being fucking bought for $400 in Libya. She was directly involved in that. The fucking dude, through documents, she was pushing for it quicker. Yeah. Obama's like, oh, now hold on, now hold on there. And then boom, she did it. And now they're selling black people. I've heard one rapper talk about it. Mm -hmm. One rapper. That's it. That's it. Nobody's talking. I've seen comics doing jokes about it. It's just like, what are we doing here? Yeah. Our words worth. But gotta- God forbid you make a joke about her haircut that's reminiscent of other racist things that people have said in the past. Yeah. Like, she didn't say, she didn't say this woman is Planet of the Apes. It's a she dumb said she joke, looks dude. like, it's like. She, it was an awful joke. Yeah. It was an awful joke. And it's not a good joke. It's a lazy ass joke. But the, like, you're defending the wolves. Right. That's my problem. Like the plan the M shit, lazy shit. Lazy ass shit. Mm-hmm. This woman assassinated somebody illegally and now Africans are being sold for four hundred dollars. Because you, you, know what the- I, you know what I always uh, what I always wondered about the Roseanne thing? If she instead of saying Planet of the Apes actually looked up the character's name and said she looks like the Muslim Brotherhood they meets this mad. character. Now. They wouldn't get they right. Would, no, no, so they still like, get mad. It doesn't matter, yeah. dude, because it's buzzwords, right? And we don't th- because that's what political correctness is meant to be. Don't think emotionally, react, right? In particular, white women. You know, now we're getting to Chelsea Handler. Oh, I want to get into Yang quick. So, oh, Andrew Yang, Andrew Yang, who has completely monopolized this controversy to t- try to get some things going. Now everyone's like, "Well, he said he shouldn't lose his job." Okay, thank you, Andrew Yang. Thank you, Andrew Yang. Well, you know why he said that. Yeah, because he called because of the whole hit, making fun of him and Bernie Sanders for giving away money. Well, no, no, I'm saying you know you know why Yang said that that he shouldn't lose his job or anything else because Yang realizes that a lot of his support are actually like right leaning libertarians, and so if all of a sudden you get into this identity politics business of canceling people for inappropriate jokes, you're not you now get pushed over with. Everyone on the left with Kamala Harris, with Cory Booker, with, uh, you know, who are basically people who are trying to make Joe Biden apologize for being a a politician when politicians were kind of racist. You know what I mean? For sure. And so so Yang, 
I think made that first statement of like, I prefer comedy that doesn't take cheap shots and then realized, oh, fuck, I just alienated half of my support base. I need to come out. I need to tweet another one that says, for the record, I don't think he should lose his job. You know, he should just fucking suck dick at the altar of apologies. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about a man running for president. Yeah. Who's getting his feelings hurt by a comic. Right. I mean, like, say what you want about Trump. This is daily for him. Yeah, and Donald Trump's never going to be like, this is inappropriate and hurt my feelings. <laughs> like, he's never, and ever going to admit does, that. if he does, he's shooting back. Yeah, And yeah. they get really angry Well, he that. doesn't ever say it hurts his feelings. He'll be like, fuck that guy, he's a piece of shit. Like, yeah. at least he'll fight back. And like, it doesn't hurt his feelings. He's a fucking New Yorker. Of course right? not. Right? They yeah. give it like they take it. Yeah. Dude, Yang, you got mad because he called you these names? I get called to shit daily. Yeah. Fat fuck, loser, junkie, armo piece of shit, faggot, you name it. Sorry just, about all those, by the okay, way. Okay. <laughs> but the point is. Let's not talk about our private text dude, messages. Dead on the inside. Right. Don't take it. Well, you, every fucking comedian should be. Every comedian, like that, to me, that's the test. You remember how, like, uh, it, like Lord of the Flies or, like, some of those old. You know, plane crash movies. Yeah. That when it becomes cultish, there's like a br- yeah. there's like a test. They're like, we gotta yeah. cut your fucking, we gotta cut one of your balls and see if you cry. And then if you do, you're not part of the game. There, that should be. You should have to face a firing squad type roast battle of shitting into your heart before you're allowed to call yourself so, a comedian. So, so Jimmy O's upset about the 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 Jew chink line, okay? And I can get that. It's not the classiest line ever. Yeah. But just so you know, I just want to know which one he's more offended by. Oh, you know which one. <laughs> no, but I want to. I want to pinpoint. I want to be like, you tell me which one you think is more offensive. <laughs> and then if he's like, well, the cheek one's more offensive. I'm like, oh, so you hate the Jews? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it does. Dude, there was a day <laughs> on Twitter about three weeks ago. Everybody got called anti-Semitic. It was like no matter what you did, you're like, I love Chipotle. Why you gotta be anti-Semitic? And yeah. like everybody, it's just it's like that one meme of the office where everyone's got guns on each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, That's a, you're racist. You're anti. You're a homophobe. You're and everybody tees off on white people. It's exhausting. It's just exhausting it, to. It's just to see that everywhere. It's dude. It's just, I mean, dude, in San Francisco. If there's a giant Chinese population, right? They openly are bigoted against anybody that's not Chinese. Oh, for sure. Like, they won't rent to you. They legally do that. Good luck. Good luck. Yeah. Trying to get things. If the, they don't want you living in their place, openly do it. Mm-hmm. it, it dude, uh, listen, that discussion at the end of this, um, at the end of this, uh, where is it? Hold on. Article. Did he give an interview on it, Jimmy O. Yang? No, uh, I want, no, I, he hasn't given an interview. Where is the one? Oh, the, the guys that were getting in a fight. Hold on. So, anyways, let's finish up with the Jimmy O. Uh, the, the, the Andrew Yang. Andrew Yang feel is his feelings are hurt by words, okay? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Andrew Yang totally believes that Julian Assange should stand trial for espionage. When the person who gave it to him, the fucking file, was a U.S. military, not hacked. Downloaded to a drive. Mm-hmm. And here's him talking about it. Here we go. You know, I am generally pro whistleblower mm-hmm. and like uh, pro um, people that try and call out bad behaviors. But in that particular case, like he, he did end up disclosing some information that really had no useful purpose except for uh, potential damage to our infrastructure. Like okay, okay. Um, Here we go. Um, you know, I am generally pro whistleblower. Uh-huh. Uh, I think Julian Assange should stand trial. Okay. 
Do you hear what he said there? Mm-hmm. It makes no sense. I'm usually pro whistleblower. Who just said that? Jimmy but, O. Yeah. I'm usually on the side of the comic, but. Right. That's a disclaimer. Well, who's who, what's the famous quote says uh, when somebody says, but everything before that was total bullshit? Yeah. 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 So this guy says, but. So this guy's feeling got hurt by an old, old word. Okay? Like if you call me a, 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 a guido. Or a, a, a WAP. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Don't act like a talent came here and was like, here's the red carpet. Have a great time. Yeah. There's a reason why your 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 ethnic group gets in the mob activity because they can't get hired anywhere else. Yeah. So they got to do illegal black market shit. Mm-hmm. That's why we have the Italian mob. Yeah. Because they couldn't get hired anywhere. And that's why my people have booze. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so your people said, ah, oh, they won't hire us, so let's fucking... Let's let's racketeer. Let's yeah. threaten them, and if they don't pay us for protection, we'll break their shit. And our people said, "Fuck it, give me a drink." <laughs> and for, you know, my cousin got mad at Sopranos. I go, "What do you mean? They're the coolest people on TV." Yeah, the guy's in his fucking sweatpants, and he's running a fucking organized fucking crime family. You know what? I used, There's nothing cooler. Than you know that. what? My favorite scene in in the Sopranos was. Well, I shouldn't say scene because there were like a bunch of them. I loved all of the times he's just in the kitchen eating raw lunch meat in a bathrobe because I do that i was yeah i was like that's to me when i was like that show came out 99 what was i 16 i was like that's making it yeah like when i could stand (laughs) in my own kitchen and eat lunch meat out of the fridge in a bathrobe that's it that's success and just know this dude this guy's running for president yeah he is an elite talking about his feelings getting hurt dude and he's anti-julian size whose feelings body health Mind and spirit is getting destroyed right now. Mm-hmm. Well, the guy's been basically living in captivity. Yeah. And you want him to rot there? You know who else's feelings got hurt? The people who the war crimes that they outed got. The wedding that got hit by a drone strike and everybody died. Their feelings got hurt. But well, you think he, Julian Assange? Well, isn't it funny that, uh, that Yang is still somehow in these debates, but Tulsi Gabbard, who's against all that shit, is not? I mean, dude, the DNC is throwing the fight. Mm-hmm. The, and then you tell me he made a joke about doctors. I'm Asian. I know a lot of doctors. Right there. Yeah. It all goes away. Yeah, yeah. Not only are you making a stereotypical joke, this Nico guy, read it. Listen to this. Listen to this. Rico uh, did a joke. Uh, did a joke. Okay. Uh, he wrote uh, like a one. Okay, here, here it is. Here it is. Santos studied acting at Southern Oregon University. Santos' mother was supportive of his career. He describes her as a stereotypical Asian. Mm-hmm. Which means they don't speak anymore. Which is scared. like every Margaret Cho <laughs> joke that she did 30 years ago. Right. Or, by the way, Dat Fan. Like, yeah. why, where's everybody going for his head? Dude, I know Asian The dude Asian made a whole career. I'm not going to say their name. Yeah. They walk up on stage. You talk to them after like, hey, how are you? Doing good. They get up on stage. You're like, I, I have to carry rickshaw here. Yeah. Oh, 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 dog. Very tasty. That's literally <laughs> what they do on stage. I mean, they are not wrong about that yeah. second one. So listen, <laughs> why they do that? Because people laugh. Yeah. Okay. Because they think it's funny. And again. You're playing into the stereotype. And then you sit here and try to act because this guy said this about a fucking presidential candidate. How many people are up? How many people in this country? 365 million. Mm -hmm. How many people on that fucking on that podium? 
did the bait. Ten? Ten. Mm-hmm. You don't get more elitist than being ten people yeah. on a political party thing. Well, for the highest office in the land. In the highest office in the land. Yeah. You and I can't just do that. I mean, that's more exclusive than The Bachelor. Yeah. There's <laughs> less. There's less. About as That's less than the amount of quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah. And how hard it is to get that gig. Mm-hmm. And you're sitting there crying because your feelings are hurt. Because you heard names growing up. Oh, and then you're running for president and you know a bunch of doctors. Well, it's funny. I don't know if you saw I tweeted this before I came here today. I said the ironic thing about Andrew. So apparently Yang tweeted that he and Shane are going to have agreed to meet and they're going to sit down and they're probably going to film it or whatever. And Yang is going to try to look cool and, and forgiving. But I said the ironic thing is, is Yang is about to sit down with a guy who probably just cemented Trump's second term. Because all of the things that got Trump elected the first time, people being tired of being called racist, homophobic every time they disagree about something, uh, not wanting someone who doesn't present strength in the office of the presidency. I mean, those are the same things that's going to get this guy elected again. Because what are your choices? An old man with extreme political ideas, right? A a shrill-sounding woman, very reminiscent of Hillary, with the same platform as Bernie. You got... uh, Two incredibly horrible recorded people in Booker and Harris who, you know, their their rhetoric doesn't match their I voting mean, record Booker at all. Corey Booker gets no traction, and he shouldn't. He voted down allowing Americans to get cheaper prescription medication from Canada. Right. Well, have you seen Newark, New Jersey lately? It's f- Your family lives in New Jersey, right? No, they live or in upstate New York. New York, yeah. Uh, I thought you had family in Jersey, too. But... Uh, it's fucking true. Like he was the mayor of Newark. And yeah. it's fucking. And what we're fucking seeing is this movement of elitists crying about the poor right. and how they're getting treated by the poor. Chelsea Handler's new fucking <laughs> whatever that is on Netflix, a doc or hello, movie. hello, privilege. It's me, Chelsea. I mean, dude, you like, dude. I saw the video she sent the comedy bookers. In which she was doing stand-up in her living room. The most Jersey of Jersey. Old, like, late 90s Jersey clothes. Big hair. Big mall hair. Yeah. Okay? And she's doing a joke about the time that uh, waiting tables and how shitty is the wait tables. And about five minutes in, there's the most insane edit cut. And then you see this camera, like, kind of, uh, uh, and it cuts, and she's on all fours. And this Von Dom looking dude is just red. Von Dom. He looks like Von Dom. He's like, and he's got a European accent, and he is drilling the fuck out of her. Yeah. And then he is he pulled, doing the splits? Yeah, I wish. I wish. <laughs> I wish. He pulls out and busts a nut on her chest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have no problem with someone doing that. Yeah. But the last thing you should complain about is white privilege when you have pussy privilege. Yeah. Female sit-ups is pussy privilege. Well, okay. Well, that's what blew my mind about the documentary because I watched it and I was like, everything you just described had nothing to do with you being white and everything to do with you being a blonde woman. Like, she's like, you know, we got pulled over and the cops just let me go. Yeah, because they thought they might get to fuck you afterwards. Like, are we just are we just gonna pretend? And the other thing I thought was funny about dude, it, dude, I got to, I've been pulled over twenty times yeah. in L.A. I am okay. I am seventeen and three in traffic court. Thank you, thank yeah. you. Pretty okay. good record. That's a great record, dog. By the way, that's a lot of fucking tickets, dude. Yeah, yeah. 
But apparently I'm a white guy, so that means what? I'm a shitty driver? I know I am. But listen. <laughs> no, it's, this is that Asian part. This is your proof. He's Asian. He's got the receipts. Oh, See? yeah. There you go. That is Why the proof Why are you pulling me over when I, I drive bad? Yeah. You know? But How listen, many people did you? Dude, I literally in got car. in trouble. I, I, I showcased for a show. And I did jokes about her, about people sleeping their way to the top in L.A. Mm-hmm. Purposely, because Chelsea was the first person who big leaked me. And I, I was like, go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. So I did it. And the room was silent because they all knew what I was talking about. I was talking about Chelsea and the married guy she fucked for a TV show. Okay? And you know what I got to say that? Good. Go for it, girl. You go, girl. All yeah. right? But don't cry about privilege. Yeah. Don't act like poor motherfuckers. Come, Chelsea, with me. Come meet my mother as she tells you about people where she teaches school, where kids come with dirty clothes, dirty underwear, no food, no money, no breakfast, no shower, with drug-addicted parents. Where am I talking about? Gary, Indiana, or upstate New York? Right. It's just ridiculous, man. And this is not a white thing. This is a... Privilege versus non-privilege. Yeah. Okay? Rich versus poor. And when Chelsea hangs out with Jeffrey Epstein and she's on that fucking flight and you see multiple pictures of her eating with Epstein multiple times, I don't know what's more privileged than that. Yeah. So who are you to call out fucking anybody? And this well, is somebody's got to train these girls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just fucking ridiculous. By the way, do you know who the female Harvey Weinstein is? Who? You'll never fucking know because men know how to say thank you. Yeah. <laughs> right? I'm not mad There's at you. There's never going to be a situation where they're like, this woman's been terrorizing the men. Because we, if some chick in some casting office was like, you gotta, you got to eat my pussy for this pod, I'd be like, how long and from, from what angle? Yeah. No problem. Yeah. I'm in. Dude. I, oh, thank God. I thought I might have had to read some lines. Yeah. I was first, sweating that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Pussy got, eating I you, got. I'd be the first Mexican Superman. What's Fuck that? It. I'd be the first Mexican Superman. Yeah. I'm going to eat that pussy. Yeah, yeah No matter exactly. what. Yeah. I'm I'll eat that it. asshole for that, that Mexican Superman job. Who, who? You know, it's like, I'm not mad at her for sleeping away the top. Yeah. Just stop acting well, like you're fucking Joan of Arc. Yeah, yeah. You're not, yeah, you're not some puritanical chick who, <laughs> who you know, worked her way up in the mines you know, you pretty much took every shortcut in the world, and then now you're doing a documentary about how you feel bad about that. Yeah. I mean, all this shit is driven by white guilt. She actually says, which I think is the most honest moment in the documentary, I've had all this success and money, and I feel guilty because I feel like I didn't earn it. And it's like, maybe because you didn't. Yeah. Maybe there's some truth and to there's it. there's nothing wrong. Like, and dude, by nobody the way, hates you if you spread love. And by the way, all of us, at any point of success in our careers, always feel like we didn't earn it because you always think well i know like 10 dudes that work harder than me i know 10 dudes that are funnier than me i know 10 you know what i mean you can come up I've with never all thought these, that no okay well you're delusional <laughs> the, about a lot of things i'm Sam. the funniest guy no no. <laughs> uh, no for sure but it's like i don't hate her for doing it right if that's an option i mean she literally fucked her way to millions of dollars good for you of course stop acting like you're a second class. It's this thing about being born on third base and crying about not being able to hit home runs. Yeah. It's like you have a privilege, man. I don't want to call out anybody else because I just don't. But it's like Chelsea, Jimmy O, fucking Andrew Yang, all these guys born on like the kid who started the fucking sit-in in Missouri. 
for like against cop brutality. That's great, except for your parents are multimillionaires. Well, and the reason black people get upset is because you're literally hijacking something. There were laws created to make their lives miserable. Dude, the, the Bill Clinton law in 1992 destroyed the black family unit. It was done on purpose. Mm-hmm. Okay? So it's like, don't compare yourself to that. When you go to theater school, like, there's nothing more elitist than theater school. Oh, yeah. I go to college to pretend to be other people. Oh. And you get fast-tracked in? You get fast-tracked? You're booking shit? Why? Because you're a giant stereotype? Yeah. And everyone knows exactly who you are? Well, the other thing that people don't talk about, and this, this happens a lot in corporate America, but it's starting to happen more and more in Hollywood, is the... Uh, the you, we all went to the same college together, oh, so dude. it's kind of like the thing of like you know a lot of us who went into the arts you know right out of school or even like worked jobs or worked in corporate America and then went into the arts but didn't go to these elitist high level schools like you look at these writers' rooms and the uh, the unifying thing amongst all of them is they all went to the same college they all went to Brown they all went to Harvard they all went to Yale they all went to wherever whatever it is they all went to uh, Berkeley. You know, so it's there's an interesting bias there that's never discussed because people don't wear their diplomas on their T-shirt. But I mean, like there's the Georgetown crew, which is uh, uh, Nick Kroll. um, Who's his boy? They does all the fucking shit with. um, Fuck. Mike Babigia. And then there's the other one who does um, who had who had his own show on. uh, Not Nathan. Dude, the kids. What? Who? Oh, John Mulaney? John Mulaney. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a crew? Uh-huh. Right? That's a Georgetown crew. It's, it's private ki- school kids. Yeah. It's private school kids. That's a big thing. Private school kids, no private school kids. And you just, they always could tell. So again, and it goes back to Unabomber shit, well, where they're like, rich kids are going to hijack everything and fucking basically t- hijack the liberal movement and make it happen. You went to college in San Diego, Jimmy O. Where's the oppression? Fifty year, hundred fifty years ago, they used that slang. Not today. You're part of a demographic that has better standard of living than Jewish people. They're lapping the Jews. They're lapping the Jews. <laughs> and Jews are great. Yeah. Asians are great. It's just like <laughs> yeah. By the way, nobody's saying that either of those people are not great. No, well, yeah. I love everybody except for I just, dude. I just, I just don't want the clip of you screaming at me. The Jews are great. The Asians are great, dude. I want that clip, <laughs> okay. so it will be great. All but right. dude, they cost somebody a job. Right. They took away somebody's dream, all so they could look like they give a fuck. But and no, I've met these motherfuckers, and that guy, what's this guy, Shane Smith or whoever the guys also call him out, Shane something. That dude, like, there's a guy with a blue check mark that was calling out um, uh, uh, um, Sh- Shane Gillis, and um, I know these guys. I've not, I don't know them personally, but I know them. I've met their kind, mm-hmm. and they're all scumbags behind closed doors. Yeah, they all are bigoted. They really don't like anybody, and it's like the Unabomber said, they're just doing this because they feel bad for you. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason. And these, like LeBron James and fucking Jimmy O and Chelsea Handler, they're just trying to connect with the poor people, mm-hmm. the, 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 the middle class, so that they, hey, I'm on you too. Come to my movies. Come watch my shows. Because I've been set up in life 
But I have to act like I'm one of you so you guys still relate to me. So you buy my shoes. You go watch Crazy Rich Asian 2. My friends are in Crazy Rich Asian. Good for you. Not my movie. And that's another thing. These shows aren't for you. Mm Mm-hmm. Dude, Legion of Skanks is not for fucking sensitive people. Stop acting like it's like when Patreon banned somebody for something they said somewhere else. Yeah. That was uh, Sargon of Akkad. It's like they did it wasn't even else. content. It wasn't. He didn't even put content on Patreon. He was on another That's person's YouTube podcast. I mean, it's, it's getting wild. I mean, what do you think? Where does it go from here? Yep. At what point do comedians start fighting back? And how do you think they fight back? I don't know how we fight back. I, I mean, like, I'm telling you how I fight back, even though he is uh, kicking me off right now. Uh, Aaron is kicking me off. What? Okay. All right. Uh, is that code for, like, you're talking about people and we're very upset about that? Um, we're trying to, you know, you got to work in Hollywood. I got gotcha. you. The point is, dude, is, like, when you start costing people work, this is no longer funny or, like, amusing mm-hmm. or interesting. It is fucking wrong well the thing that nobody is saying about this either that's you know and and there's a lot of rumors going around about like well maybe they paid shane out his contract or maybe they did some other things to try to make him whole for the way this went down but what you don't understand is you just got publicly fired for being a racist so you'll never work in entertainment again oh unless it's unless you come back and somehow like if he were to go to court and fight them for discrimination which i think he should personally and he has a case uh, which people have a hard time believing because he's straight and white, but he has a case, and um, uh, you know I hope he didn't settle. I, even I hope- if you win, it's not going to be public. Well, if he no se- one's going to, oh, no if, if I want to be public, no, no. If he settles it, it wouldn't go public. If it's settled out of court, it wouldn't go because they they always put NDAs in with that stuff. But I mean. The only way you overcome that stigma is if you were to sue them and win with a jury and and vindicate yourself. Otherwise, you just got publicly fired for being a racist, which you're probably not. You just like comedy. And, and you just talk shit. And you just talk shit. And they set you up. Yeah. I would I would say, I, you know what he could sue them? When did you know this? Yeah. At what point did you know this? Mm-hmm. Did you know this before you hired him? Because mm-hmm. if he you did, you're fucked. Yeah. Well, and I believe they did because Me what too. we talked about with contract television yep. contracts. Yep. All right. Well, uh, Aaron says we gotta go. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, do you want to push anything to check? No, man. Just joshdennycomedy.com for dates and and everything else. I, I I won't work with any of these guys, and I know they don't care. But comedy is a small world in L.A. It's a tiny. There's three comedy clubs. There's two smaller. There's about four smaller clubs, and we're gonna run into each other, and it's gonna get. It's gonna. I'm I'm not gonna work with you guys anymore. Jimmy O, fucking Nico Santos, you're worse than Carlos Mencia, okay? You're worse than a joke thief. You stole a job from fucking somebody that didn't do anything to you personally. And I'm disgusted. And I'm sad. Because Art fucking took a beating today. So the same shit that you do to get a paycheck, you got mad at somebody else, it's fucking sad. It's sad. You're not comics. You're fucking cutthroats. And it's disgusting. And comics need to rally together. Rally together. Because it's ridiculous that we're allowing the fucking bean counters and the nerds to take over and marginalize everything. Just move to do your own shit. This is my pirate ship. And I fucking ride. And I make fun of everybody I want to. Kiss dicks. I love you guys. Take care.